Hi there. Welcome to your podcast for college Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick. Today, we will be discussing the benefits of receiving the anointing of the sick, a sacrament which we typically overlook, and also what the apostolic blessing is about that we can typically receive with the anointing of the sick, especially when we are in danger of death. I have had several injuries throughout my life that required undergoing major surgery. I had two hernias, three ACL tears, although I have two knees, um, because I had two ACL tears in one same knee, that required all of them being completely asleep to be operated. Now, in one of those surgeries, there was an infection and in, in my bloodstream and even a blood clot. So if you're familiar with, a, with the term blood clot, having a blood clot, or also called deep vein thrombosis, that could cause your death. So all those things are uh, serious or delicate, let's say. So I actually got to a point uh, where I had to go so many times to the hospital that I became familiar with the people and the nurses that worked there. They would greet me when I came through the hallways and say, hey, you're back again here, <laughs> and so forth. So anyway, it was crazy. Uh, so in some of those surgeries, I knew I was going to receive general anesthesia. And because of that was a little bit riskier, I would receive anointing of the sick and try to wear my scapular if they allowed me to do so in the operating room. I remember that one on one occasion, this particular surgery was in Argentina. I had received the anointing of the sick, confession and communion that morning, and I made sure I was wearing my scapular. So I asked the doctors and they allowed me to keep the scapular around my neck during the surgery. Now, I, as I was entering the operating room, some of the doctor's aides asked me what was that that I had around my neck, so I explained. I guess now that they might have wanted to get me to talk a little bit um, so that I could relax before the operation and not be too anxious, because I was a little anxious. But the fact is that after I gave my first explanation of what the scapular is, one of the nurses asked what does was actually for, how did it work? So there I was, lying down in the stretcher, getting hooked up with all the different IVs and other monitors, while explaining to the people there that the Virgin Mary had appeared to Simon, St. Simon's stock and promised that those who died with wearing the scapular would not die without the sacraments, and that if they died, uh, they would be released from purgatory the Saturday after their death. So then I remember one of the nurses telling the other ones, oh, wow, I'd like to have one of those too. Um, so they actually arranged that after the operation, they would make sure to reach out to me to ask where they could get a scapular. Now, the last thing I remember of that conversation is that one of the doctors was putting a mask over my face. And as he was putting the mask, he said, well, I'm sure we won't need to bother the Virgin Mary this time. And then... Uh, everything went black. I don't remember anything else. So then the next thing I remember is that I woke up somewhere that I didn't know where it was. I had no idea where I was. And for a minute, I wondered if I had died and whether I was in purgatory or what. Thankfully, as I became fully conscious, I realized that there were some medical devices behind me and therefore I must have been in the hospital room. 
So regarding of where I was, I remember that I had received the sacraments at that point, and I was wearing my scapular, so I felt safe that I would definitely be in a, some good place, not definitely not in hell. So above all, that is what the sacrament of the anointing of the sick gives us, a certain spiritual interior peace and the assurance of dying in the grace of God. Now this sacrament, the anointing of the sick, as the other six sacraments, was instituted directly by Jesus Christ. Through the anointing of the sick, our Lord grants a special grace that unites the sick person to the sufferings of Christ on the cross, for the good of that person and also for the good of the church. It gives the person comfort, interior peace, and also courage in the face of the difficulties and sufferings that are typical uh, when, we have to, when we're ill or we have to suffer uh, some serious injury. This peace and courage, together with a supernatural hope, are especially something you need when, if you're sick, right? If you are facing the reality of death as something that could happen at any moment. So the sacrament, also the anointing, also grants a forgiveness of sins, even mortal sins, when uh, the person has sincere disposition of uh, repentance and is not able to receive the sacrament of confession. Now, of course, if that uh, person recovers and doesn't die and then is able to receive the sacrament of penance, they must do so to get their, uh, their uh, sins forgiven. Finally, depending on God's will, the sacrament of anointing could also grant the healing of the body that is to be cured of any illness that we might have. And that is apparently what happened, uh, I mentioned in the previous episode, in the life of St. Teresa of Avila. She was uh, term, uh, ill, apparently almost dead, and she received the anointing and then healed uh, completely. So it's most important to administer uh, this sacrament to people who are in danger of death or are suffering some terminal illness. If you are in danger of death or you know a person that is in danger of death, I suggest not to wait until the person is unconscious to call the priest. As the idea is that you precisely want the person to be aware of the presence of God with them and to receive forgiveness of sins and interior consolation. So, toward the end of this episode, uh, I will also explain a little bit uh, what is the apostolic blessing that you should also try to receive when you're closer to dying. Uh, and you, if, you, if you are dealing with another person that is dying, the same thing, to try to get them, uh, to the priest, to give them the apostolic blessing. Anyway, just as an important point I'd like to make here is that many people are really afraid to call a priest when a pe- person is dangerously ill because sometimes they think, they think that the priest is like a final blow, right, that causes the person's death. That was the case of St. Teresa's father, as we, again, we mentioned in the previous episode, she was uh, terminally ill, and her father didn't want to call the priest to give her the sacraments because he didn't want her to think that death was approaching. Now, in reality, the priest doesn't make the person die. On the contrary, the sacraments that the priest administers give help to that person, interior peace, strength, and maybe even heal the body. So you want to call the priest, and you want to call the priest kind of sooner than later, okay? Now, regarding the sacrament, how it appears in Scripture, and how it is administered, uh, it appears clearly in sacred scripture, particularly in the New Testament, 
we read in the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 6, that uh, our Lord sent his apostles. So the Gospel says, So they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. And we also read in the letter of the Apostle James, that's the, this is the main text about the anointing, James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Uh, an exhortation that is um, considered by the magisterium of the church as the biblical foundation for uh, the knowledge of the sacrament. So we read, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick man, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So, it is useful to know that the sacrament was already present in apostolic times, and therefore it is clear that it was instituted by our Lord Jesus Christ with a precise intention to heal the soul, right? To strengthen the soul in a time of illness. And it was not created later by the Catholic Church, right? Anyway, so let us look a little bit at some of the specifics about the sacrament, how it is administered. So first of all, the one who administers the sacrament must be an ordained Catholic priest. Any baptized person can receive the sacrament, but they should be seriously ill, in other words, to some degree in danger of death. However, the person doesn't have to be nearing right the death to receive it. It's enough to, to be in danger, in a dangerous situation. In the past, the sacrament was called extreme unction. And yes, it was understood that the person had to be just about to die to receive it. However, nowadays the church allows people who are seriously ill or maybe going to undergo a serious surgery, like open a heart surgery or something that is uh, requires some danger of death, right? Or beginning to be in the danger of death, the church today allows all those people to receive this sacrament. So you can read more about this in number 1514 of the Catechism, and that may clarify all this topic a little bit more. As far as where to celebrate it, the sacrament can be celebrated anywhere where the sick person is. If possible, however, the priest should try to gather those that are around the sick person, and especially the family members, or the people who are assisting the sick person to participate and support the one who is suffering. The priest has to uh, lay hands on the sick person and pray for them before God. This is the epiclesis, or calling down of the Holy Spirit, which is proper to the sacrament. Uh, then he anoints the sick person with oil, if possible in the forehead and the hands. The oil can be pressed from olives or some other plant, and if possible, blessed by the local bishop. However, if that is not possible, the priest himself may bless the oil before administering it. Now, it would be best if the sick person could also receive the sacrament of confession and the sacrament of communion before being anointed. But that is not always possible and it's not necessary. Now, every sacrament, as we said in the past, has a form and a matter. So in this case, there's also a form and a matter. The matter of the sacrament is the blessed oil, and the form of the sacrament is the laying on of hands of the priest, over the person, and the anointing of the forehead and the hands of the sick person, while the priest says this formula. 
as he anoints. He says, Through this holy anointing, may the Lord in his love and mercy help you with the grace of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then he anoints the hands and says, uh, May the Lord who frees you from sin save you and raise you up. Amen. So, in administering the sacrament, there are other prayers and readings, but this that I mentioned just now are the essential elements of the sacrament. Now, there is something that I think can be very useful to know, especially if a person is nearing the moment of death. When they receive Holy Communion for the last time, and the person is about to die, that communion is called viaticum because the presence of our Lord in the Eucharist becomes a source of strength in the face of uh, difficult moments like the, like the moment of death and a company in this last journey that the person has to do toward the presence of God. So it also becomes a clear pledge of eternal life as we're receiving the Eucharist. We're receiving God himself, right, uh, here on earth, which will be our life in heaven. Heaven is the presence of God. So we are receiving God in us. The communion is a pledge of eternal life and the reason also for our final resurrection. It is also very useful to know uh, when a person is dying that the priest can give what is called an apostolic pardon. This is an added blessing to that of the anointing of the sick. It's, it's actually not, not a sacrament. It's a, a blessing uh, that the priest can give to a dying person together with the anointing of the sick or together with Holy Communion. This prayer grants the full remission of all the temporal punishment due to sin. So it's very similar to the effects of what we spoke, we spoke about in two episodes ago, the plenary indulgence. So the plenary indulgence has a very similar effect to this apostolic pardon, a blessing that the priest gives. When a person that uh, dies in the state of grace receives the apostolic, has received the apostolic blessing would normally go directly to heaven because the temporal punishment due to sin that would have required some time in purgatory is forgiven by that apostolic pardon. Therefore, oh, and the, the prayer of apostolic pardon, I'm going to read it right now. Uh, there's two versions or two different prayers that the priest can say, but here's the one that I typically use. It says, By the authority which the apostolic see has given me, I grant you a full pardon and the remission of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And of course, at the end, the priest has to uh, trace the sign of the cross over the, uh, the dying person. So, if you are asking for the anointing of the sick, either for you or for some other person that is close to dying, remember to ask the priest to also give the apostolic pardon as well. So, just as a final reminder uh, or a summary of the anointing of the sick, this is a great sacrament for those who are suffering because they are seriously ill or in danger of death because it unites us more intimately with the sufferings of Christ. It gives us courage, interior comfort, and peace of mind. And it also grants forgiveness of sins to the person that couldn't go to confession. Moreover, and this is a very important aspect of the anointing, it could sometimes grant the healing of the body. So thank you uh, very much for spending this time with me today. 
If you like this episode, please share it with others. And if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have any questions about this or any other episode, please don't hesitate to email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. Thanks for listening. May God bless you. And we will see you next time.